Hello everyone, Adrian here, and thank you for tuning in to Between the Bedside and the Boardroom, a conversation without titles, hierarchies, office or unit politics or drama, a podcast where we have tough, candid, and transparent discussions about what is really going on in healthcare, how are we going to heal from the last few years, disrupt the status quo, and use our collective knowledge, expertise, and the sheer volume in our numbers to create the urgent change we need in healthcare in America. Thank you for listening. It's time we unplug and plug healthcare back in again, one conversation at a time. Before we get started, just a quick reminder that the views or perspectives that are shared in this or any episode by me or my guests are individual perspectives and opinions. They do not represent the values or perspectives of the organization in which I am employed. Hi, Claire. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you, Adrian. Good Yay. to see you. Good to see you, too. I, we were having some technical difficulties. I think we got the delay off. It seems better. It, it sounds like it. Take two is always better, I say. <laughs> I love it. Well, hi. Thanks for being here today. I'm so excited to talk to you. Yeah, I'm excited to finally sit down with you. I don't know what guest I am. on your. You, you're quite the podcaster now, but I'm excited oh, to be I- here on video with you. It'll be awesome. So good. Thanks for being here. Um, Do you mind just, you want to kick us off and tell us a little bit about yourself and your, as much or as little as you want, and your relationship to healthcare? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So just um, personally, my name is Claire. Um, I have two, I have to start with my kids. I don't know why I have to start with them today, but why not? Proud mom of um, a nine-year-old boy and a six-year-old girl. Um, and I like my husband too, all right, um, but he gave me them. <laughs> um, I um, am currently in Oregon. I guess I would call that home, um, but I started my nursing career 15 years ago now, 15 years wow. in July um, on the East Coast um, and spent about nine years as a clinical nurse um, at different hospitals across the country. And I've been in formal um, nursing leadership as a nurse manager for yeah, six years in August coming up this year. So I kind of did wow. that, went straight from being a bedside nurse to nurse manager six years ago, and I'm, I'm still here. <laughs> Yay, time flies. I remember it does when fly. we both worked. We don't work at the same organization anymore, but we used to, and I remember when you joined the team. Yeah, I kind of inserted myself um, into the little uh, kind of group and, and team that you had there because I was on a different part of the hospital, but found some found some friends and some community on the other side. So glad you did. Isn't it funny how in the hospital we can we can still get within our own little groups, right? And we stay with our own teams and nice. And yeah, I mean, you you're around your same people all the time sometimes in your work, and so I think like branching out and finding your other people in other areas helps both as a support for you, but also just to be different and take a different like perspective and viewpoint because you kind of get in it all the time and then you're like tunnel visioned, right? Well, and we were talking a little bit about that, about how, you know, these times are just rapidly changing and it's been not particularly easy to be in healthcare, but how important community is and finding your people and your, your community. So Do you want to elaborate a little bit more on that and why you found that that's been helpful to you? Yeah, sure. Well, I think, and I think we're similar in this way. I find myself to be a real relational leader and wanting to connect with people. And 
especially over the last few years, right, during the pandemic, that was hard because you were relating and and being and being with people in different ways before because you didn't have that physical connection all the time. And so when I think about when I think about that for myself, I think relating, being and and having that community is so important, not for just myself as a leader, but for me as a person, for what I value in terms of caring for myself and caring for the others around me. And so, you know, I remember, I remember a few years back, remember when we were like states apart and I remember I had you, I had another one of our friends and we were on like that, what was it? House party, whatever that kind of application was. But I was like, I needed that sense of like being together and like having those people and we talked about work. Sometimes we didn't talk about work, but it was just that like strong piece of like we're we're together while we're apart. We're like here for each other, and we've helped each each other through a lot of like you know hard stuff here and there. So I know at times I'm like forget healthcare, for, forget being a nurse leader. Let's just all work at Target um, or something like that. So you know I think for me that's really powerful as well as having community with different people. So I have my I have my community like with people I work with. I have those that I've worked with before. I have a community of people I'm working with on the national level and have like that group of people. So I think having a lot of communities you're a part of gives you like a different feel good thing about like why you're, why you're meaningful, why you're important and and how to connect with other people. So, yeah. How has that impacted your outlook on nursing and being in healthcare. Cause I know we sort of joke about like, wouldn't it be great to do like anything else? Sometimes um, our, the friend that you're speaking of um, he and I joke, but I'm not joking <laughs> all the time about like, let's just buy a bunch of land and raise goats. Um, neither of us know anything about land or goats, but it's our dream. Um, and you are, <laughs> you're a part of that dream too, Claire, but <laughs> yeah, I'll, 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 I, I like so the, think- the winery part. I'll build the winery and you guys can have the goats. <laughs> on the, on the winery. Very good. (laughs) I love that. Um, but how do you think, all joking aside, how do you think being a part of those different communities has helped keep you, um, motivated if it has in healthcare? Yeah. No, I see you doing such amazing things. Oh, you're sweet. So are you, you know, I, to me, I think when I think of like, when I went from being a bedside nurse to a nurse manager, I felt a sense of like isolation and like not, and being on my own and being, being like not part of, of something in that way. So to me, building these different communities has given me a sense of belonging and purpose that really connects me to the why of the, why do I show up to work? Why do I, you know, lead in the way that I do? Um, and so it's, it's almost a nice centering for myself of like taking care of myself as part of community, but then extending and supporting others and finding their community too. Cause like the only way we're ever going to get, you know, as we move forward in this is together, we can't do it in isolation. So how do we build this really strong nursing community to create and innovate what we want it to look like in the future? So how did you get tied into these different communities? I imagine if somebody listening may say, well, that's great, but I don't have a community or. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I mean, locally, you know, it was kind of just this walk across the bridge or start inserting yourself in, like get to know people within your organization um, and I think that sometimes, you know, even even just by going to meetings and like maybe messaging someone, hey, like, I'd love to get coffee. Like, I loved your perspective. Let's sit and chat. You know, doing that, I created a group like my manager therapy every week. So I would have like different managers I would, I would talk to in that way and just have a cup of coffee to 
celebrate, commiserate, just be together. Um, so locally, I think that's really helpful. Um, and then I'm thinking like, you know, you have those um, organizations, those professional organizations at your local level for maybe the state or the region. So go to one of those meetings. We were on one yesterday, right, Adrian? Um, I was I was yep, listening and yep. driving. You were there too. But it was, it was just great to like be with a, a few other leaders in that area and just kind of do icebreakers, get to know them and chat about what's going on in your region. And then um, at the national level, and I, I feel I feel incredibly blessed, but also a little bit of an imposter sometimes because I am um, helping on a, on a board right now for this net, a professional organization. But that is just, you know, um, there are so many opportunities to volunteer yourself as in, in these national organizations. So maybe it's something that you're really excited about in terms of nurse advocacy or education or just building and strengthening our, our workforce. So just volunteer, show up to these different meetings and, um, you know, put yourself out there in a way. It can be really vulnerable, but at the same time, I think it's really rewarding to just find those connections. Um, one of the things I've really found when I was, I was doing a fellowship for this, um, for a year with these nurse managers from across the country. And it was really cool because I felt myself in this situation. If I'm in my organization, I'm the only one having these problems. How do I fix it? How do I deal with it? And then I was among these other leaders. I'm like, it's all the same stuff, right? A lot of the things that we have mm. in healthcare are the same things. So how do we learn from each other? How do we support each other through it? How do we learn from mistakes? But also how do we maybe not like recreate something that might already be working somewhere else, like different models of care or other things that we can do. So, you know, I think it's just putting yourself out there, being a little bit vulnerable and I think people would surprise themselves with the connections, the relationships they can make in that way um, that are that are pretty meaningful and that you'll carry forward with you. I love that. You're making me think about, have you heard, I'm sure you have, have you heard of the proximity principle? Oh, no, I actually haven't. But but tell me, what is it? Well, what is it? <laughs> well, don't Maybe I have and not that this. name. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's It's a... Whoever coined the term, I'm sure would be like appalled to hear my description of it. But essentially, it's about being in proximity to um, either people that you want to be, you want to emulate or things, right? It's just sometimes being in the right proximity. You know, it's kind of the idea, the more sophisticated way of saying being in the right place at the right time. And I was thinking about that. I recently had the opportunity to go to a conference and I was thinking about, you know, the proximity principle and just being around people who were so engaged and excited and excited about nursing and excited about healthcare just completely changed my attitude, right? I was in a bit of a a funk, but it's so funny how just being around people um, and to your point, hearing what they have to say and hearing their ideas and like you said, sometimes realizing, oh, we're not alone. You know, even, you know, I met leaders from the Midwest and from the East Coast and they're struggling too. Um, But, you know, getting around together, we got really inspired. Like we can do this. We can make a change. Yeah, no, totally. And I love that. I mean, you're surrounding yourself with people who are inspiring and who are committed and want to do want to make things better, right? We, and, and it's interesting too, because I feel like sometimes you feel like, gosh, these nurse leaders, they've been in nurse leadership for so long. Like they know way more than me, but really we all bring some diverse perspective to it and we're all people, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's almost, you get a little bit worried of like, gosh, I don't, I can't talk to that C&E over there. Like they're, they yeah. know way more or like, they're not going to listen to what I have to say, but really they do care and they do want to hear that because 
what we're seeing at the front line, um, we have that like firsthand, like, hey, here's what's happening and how can we influence in a positive way changes that'll happen in the future. So yeah, I love that just about that proximity and being, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm a pretty positive person as are you, but I think it's just provo- like supporting yourself and being with that positive energy and force of, of people around you is, I mean, it keeps keeps me going for sure. Okay, so I can hear myself or someone saying like, oh, that's great. You're so involved. I don't have time for that, right? But I think about you and you're very busy. You've got two young kiddos and a husband and friends. (laughs) So how do you, I guess my question, I have two questions around that. One is, what do you say to people that say, like, oh, there's no time for that? Or, you know, I could even hear someone say, well, that's nice that you can go have coffee during the day. I can't. I'm too busy, right? I personally think it's a priority thing. But what's your thoughts on that? And then how do you make time for all of it in your busy life? Yeah. Well, if you had asked me that maybe like two or three years ago, I might have had a different answer because I was mm-hmm. in a different um, department, you know. And, and But really, when, I, when it comes down to it, you have to just be intentional about it. And prioritize it as what you need, you know, so it might be maybe one day like the unit is on fire and it's not the time to break away, but I actually carve that time into my calendar. So I'll put that, I'll put that space for me of like me time or development time. So I'm intentional about it. You know, it's, and maybe it's, you have five or 10 minutes to do it one day and the next week you have an hour. So it's, I think don't find it to be like a failure if you can't do it all the time, but be intentional and, and make that time for yourself. And also have people that are accountable, that hold you accountable and support you in that. So, you know, I think for me, my family as much, my husband's very supportive of that. My, uh, I have a co-manager and my director, they're all really kind of just very supportive of you have to make that time for yourself and find meaning in your work. And, you know, there's a lot of things that we can do. Our plate is very big and it's never, we never get a bigger plate and we never get to take things off the plate entirely, right? It's just, where are you focusing in your, your time and energy and finding some type of balance for yourself in it? And I know the word balance, it can be really hard right now with the amount of things people have on their plate, right? But I, I do believe if you're intentional about it and you really want it, that, that you can find some time to do that and ask people around to help you with that. To me, I think I'm a very type A. I want to get it all done by, like, by myself sometimes, but leaning in on others and leaning into them helping you has really been like a strong lesson learned for me and has provided me more space to, to grow myself in that process. Probably maybe 10 years ago, I would have described myself as type A. And then I surrounded proximity principle myself around all my friends who really are type a you're probably laughing you're like adrian you are not type a. <laughs> i don't even so know I'm, if i'm really type I'm, a i'm, I'm ha- probably like i'm probably like a pseudo type a or i like to say that but <laughs> yeah i don't think no, you're type no a, you're definitely <laughs> oh god well it took me some some uh, growth in um personal development to realize i i'm definitely not a type a <laughs> um but i like to surround myself with people who are because you're you're we need each other to your point that diverse group of people right yeah absolutely well I appreciate you what you said about like being really intentional and carving out that time and it just became a priority to you Mm -hmm. and you you've talked a little bit about how that was hard and then I've heard you say a couple times about it's really vulnerable so is that something that you would say you've just innately always been really willing to be vulnerable or is that something that you've had to kind of grow as 
your yeah. leadership develops? Um, it has definitely been a journey and it's still a journey for me to, to be vulnerable. Um, and, you know, cause part of it was, I think I cared a lot about what other people saw of like of me and, and what I should be doing and, and how I should present myself. And, you know, I think it honestly was the fellowship that I, I did for that year long fellowship. Cause then I just kind of like centered in of like, I'm me, I'm okay. And sometimes I'm going to not do the right thing. Sometimes I'm going to take a misstep. Sometimes I'm going to take a chance and be really uncomfortable in it. But like the more I lean into the vulnerability, the more I actually find myself to be more authentic to my myself and what I want to be in my own leadership. Right. It's, it's mm-hmm. kind of been like freeing in a way. I don't know if that makes sense, but like actually being vulnerable has been more freeing for myself to then take a chance to like put myself out there to, to serve on this board to go back to DNP school in the, in the fall, Lord help me, oh you know, like gosh. all these things. Like, I, I think the vulnerability is, I've, I, I think it's being comfortable with the uncomfortable. And that has been a process and a journey that has, you know, taken me some time to get to, but I actually feel really good about being vulnerable now, as opposed to thinking in a negative, I actually think vulnerable, vulnerability is a positive in that respect. Um, and it lets you just kind of like, yeah, I don't know, be free, be open and, and, and see things in a different way. And you've yeah. done a lot of work on emotional intelligence. Are you still doing that work? Yeah, or? you know, it's, it's funny because I was like, someone's like, did you do like some formal work on it? And I, I haven't. It's just been my own like self-study and like the love of EI that I have. So it might be part of my doctoral work. We'll see. I can't tell you the amount of like EI assessments I've taken. But honestly, to me, like emotional intelligence is just like, it's just, it t- takes time, intention and practice. But like, if you really dive into it and you think about your self-awareness, how you're managing self and how you relate to others, it, it really unlocks a lot of things. I think it just keeps, keeps you centered on like what you need to do and how you're growing yourself in the process. Mm. So yeah, we could have a whole EI podcast. Maybe that's what I'll do, Adrian. <laughs> there you go. Oh, nobody I steal it. EI podcast you heard there. it. No, they're already That's okay. There. <laughs> There's room for everybody. Room for everyone. Yeah. We've talked about this offline. I, um, I think, I don't know if you talked about it in this podcast or something else, but we took our little community group to some karaoke. So perhaps it's like a karaoke podcast, Adrian. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? Uh, that'll be fun to listen to. I will not be a part of that. <laughs> you will be my first even, guest. Even though you're supporting me in my podcast, I will be your guest to say why this is a terrible thing for me to be on it. <laughs> oh, well, we talked about vulnerability and you were at karaoke just like singing your heart out. You remember that, right? So yeah, that's vulnerability I, I like you- in its truest form. I like how you tied those things together. I'm very impressed. Bringing it back to the theme. (laughs) Oh my gosh! Well, it's true, right? And and even that, you know, that community of our friend group that we have—it's so important. And it's what's you mentioned that at the beginning. It's sort of what pulled um, pulled me through the last couple years and the big move back to Oregon and um, new job and all of the things. So. Yeah, I know. I was, I mean, I remember those conversations that we had via phone or like video chat and just, I'm glad you're back too. You know, I, I loved the video chat, but I love being able to see you in person again too. But it really is just the fact that like you you have these people in your life, you have these communities that really just help you through the ups and downs. And like, it just, it feels good to have that, right? To have that community, have people so you don't feel like you're ever in it alone or that you're isolated in it. People are there to you for you to lean on and, and help you out. Well, now that you've had the opportunity to 
be a part of that fellowship and you're on this board and what are you picking up as some of the themes across the country that we should all be paying attention to in oh, healthcare? Yeah. yeah. So, um, that's a great question. And I, I mean, I think the first and foremost one that's on all of our minds is the shortage of the nursing workforce, right? Yeah. So, um, we know, and I don't have the data in front of me, but we know we don't have enough nurses and we won't have enough nurses going forward just in terms of, um, the care needs that we have in our in our country um, and the number of um, nurses in the workforce. So part of it is looking at how we recruit and attract nurses to, mm. to people to join the nursing profession um, and you know what what that looks like in terms of um, nursing education, really supporting um, those um, nursing schools in terms of like getting really qualified um, professors in there to teach our our new nurses. Um, so that's part of it. You know, there's definitely models of care that are going out there in terms of innovation, because, you know, I think we, we already knew this before the pandemic, but um, healthcare is a little bit broken. <laughs> um, how we um, support our workforce. So like, how can we innovate models of care? How can we leverage technology instead of that being a burden to people working, to nurses and, and others in healthcare working? How can we actually leverage technology to help support that care at the bedside? Um, and I think another one top of mind is, you know, protecting our workforce of, from violence, mm. um, from health, from healthcare violence. So whether that be a patient or visitor, um, how do we support them? Um, I know there's, uh, I think recently legislation, um, at the federal level of trying to, um, promote, uh, the SAVE Act, um, which would make it a federal, uh, federal crime for someone to assault, physically assault or, um, or, um, harass a healthcare worker. So, you know, a lot of those are kind of the top of mind. Some of the work that I'm doing with um, the board is also focused on um, reimagining the nurse manager role and actually oh. taking a step of like, how can we support our frontline leaders? And because the nurse manager role has changed, you know, over the last few years, especially, and how many nurse managers are also kind of like an HR manager or, you know, or payroll or like scheduling all these things. Right. So how can we therapists, therapists, right, right. All of these things out there. So um, we're doing some work in terms of some focus groups with nurse managers and, and trying to bring joy and light to that role again, because we know that that's been especially hard one um, being on the front lines this last few years in, in the pandemic. So those are a few things. I feel like I could go on and on, but um, I encourage, you know, uh, people to get involved in their in their local and national organizations because there's a lot of those hot topics out there. And how can we advocate for those? How can we support um, some change for the future? Introduced in the House um, right now. Um, and it's essentially, you know, how if you think of um, when you fly in an airplane, right, if anyone assaults um, a flight attendant, um, that, that's a, a federal crime. And so essentially this is kind of translating mm. that if, if someone's assaulted, if a health worker is assaulted um, uh, during their, their place of work um, in healthcare, that that would be a federal crime. Um, because right now there's, there's not much that happens. It, some, some states are a little bit stricter than others and some have better supports in place, but we know, we know that patients are violent. We know that visitors are violent at times. Um, and how can we really support and have our um, healthcare workers feel safe showing up to work? So, yeah, yeah I would encourage people Absolutely. to. Um, oh, that's awesome! Look I'm going to go that. Yeah. learn more yeah. about that. Well, and even in talking about the themes that you were listing, you're right; they're really big buckets, and there is yeah. a lot. But I think it gives me some hope that there, you know, depending on what you're interested in, there's a lot for people to get 
engaged in and, and involved in. Yeah, no, I, I think that's so true. And I'm, it does, they all feel like big, hairy problems, right? And so I think the thing is, how can we start making some small incremental change and, and maybe finding what you're passionate in? Because maybe maybe you're really passionate in um, nursing education and finding um, finding placements for nursing students, right? So maybe if that's where, where you lean, like lean into that and how you can kind of help support um um, some of that work, but I, I think to me, it's like you just find what you're passionate about and go for it. And, and there's a lot of there's a lot of work to be done. And if we all take a little small part of it, we're going to get there. The board that you're on is looking at how to reimagine the nurse manager role, and then you said how to bring joy back into that role. So I'm curious what what's bringing you joy at work and yeah. in all the work that you're doing. Yeah, no, that's a great question because I feel like. Every single day, that's actually part of my daily practice is at the end of the day, I, I reflect back. It's like, what was joyful for me, you know, in the workday as well as at home. And, you know, what I would say is first and foremost, what brings me joy is um, my team and the patients we serve. Like to me, there's always that piece of connection and value of like why I am a nurse. And to that, it's it's caring for people, both the physical caring, but also the emotional piece and supporting people through their journey. And I mean, I, I, I love, I love the patients we work with. I love the team I have. I love the community that I have around me. And there, it's just these, like every little thing there's every day, there's something that happens that's joyful. And I really yeah. think um, that's a great like practice for, for people to do every day because it can all, so much of it can feel really heavy and really hard at times. But if you, if you take those, like, I think it's the three simple or three, Three simple things or the, have you ever done that, Adrian? Three good things. I think it's three good things. Oh, three the three good things. things. Yeah. Three good things. Three good things. You know, so, so all of those things, it's just kind of finding a little bit of, and it doesn't have to be huge. Maybe one of the joyful things was that I got to have coffee with my, my nurse manager friend or with my, my nurse director mm. friend, Adrian, you know, and that was like, <laughs> that brought me some joy, like just smiling and laughing. You know, I mm. think if you take time to find those moments in the day, it brings more joy to you on, as a whole, like on the day to day. And so, I mean, I think that builds, you know, so much resilience just builds um, a lot of, I don't know, it refills my tank. It refills my mm. cup. It just makes me feel like good, good about, you know, what I'm doing. So it's fun. It's, I, it's, and again, it's, I think that's, it's like, I wasn't always that way. It's just kind of something that's I've become over time and how I've really focused on like, how I, how I kind of set up my day, how I'm growing in it, but like it's, it's taken time and practice and sometimes it's fallen off. Right. But if I've forgotten to do, I just get back on it and get back on track in that way. So, yeah. You know, just the enthusiasm that you have for nursing, it like oozes from you, right? Like you love nursing and you're making such a really big impact. And so it's really inspiring for me to hear some of these really, like how intentional you've been about your personal development and opening up to being vulnerable and making connections. And so it's just so, so great to, I've had the advantage of like seeing what happens when you do that. (laughs) And I know I've leaned on you personally too, when I'm just like, that's it, Claire, I am done. I'm done with all of this. And you're like, no, hold on. Why don't you take a deep breath? (laughs) Oh, and we have our chats, right? We have our like frantic text chains of like, this is awful, horrible, right? You know, but we're all human in it. We're all just, Mm on this journey together. And I think to me, it's like, that's, that's the really fulfilling part is like, I don't ever feel like 
I'm by myself anymore. And I just, I just love the community, love the friend friendships I've made along the way, the mentors I have in building these communities. It's just, yeah. And I appreciate that, you know, your, your observations of me and I've, I've seen the same in you. It's, it's been mutually, you know, just a fulfilling relationship that we've had and the growth that we've had in, um, in our personal lives and, and professionally too. So. And I want, I'm, the only reason I'm this bringing this up is to not debate again, about it again, but I do oh, want no. everybody listening to know, Uh-oh. it was my last day of work at my former organization and Claire needed uh, my unit to take a patient and I, we, I was resisting. So uh, we can disagree too, is what I'm trying to say. It's not all yeah. we... <laughs> I do remember That's... that. That seems like a forever ago. Like <laughs> I have not forgot. Yeah, <laughs> that tells me it was very impactful for, for you and, and your, you know, I know I do recall that, but it, it, if it stands out to you that much, it was, it was very meaningful or it, it's strung a chord and you're just like, ah, we can disagree. Yeah. Right. You can disagree. And that's, that's also the nice thing. It's like you have your community, you can, you can agree, you can disagree and you can just support each other. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It grows, it grows the relationship stronger, I think. Yeah, but I forgot it was your last. Day. Like I don't remember if it was your last day. I knew it was towards the end of it, so maybe that's maybe that's where I got a little more Adrian sass than normal. <laughs> that's not how I remember the story. No, I think I was. Okay. I was. I was a pretty. I was pretty new still as a nurse manager at that point. So I've grown. No, a bit. we both have. No, and the, I mean, the only reason I bring that up is is to that point, right? Like you can. Mm-hmm still have your really great friends and your community and there's going to be times where you don't agree and that's the beauty of it that's the magic of it right but at the end of the day we're all here for the exact same reason which is to provide great care yeah no totally if you had unlimited resources claire this is the how are you going to change the world um question so what what would be the first thing you would tackle you mentioned a bunch of themes but what do you think's the biggest oh, thing that you would do? <laughs> wow, that's a great question. And I wish I had that question before the podcast. So I Sorry. <laughs> no, that's all right. No, put me on the spot. I like it. Um, if I had unlimited resources, you know, honestly, hmm. I mean, I would like to... I really think about how we need to like innovate our models of care, like truly, because I feel like to me, it's like we've kind of been in a broken record of doing the the same things the same way for a long time. And the pandemic really kind of showed us that finally, this just doesn't work anymore. So to me, if I could take that money and bring in the brilliant minds of like clinical nurses, formal nurse leaders, and bring everyone together and like somehow create this big group think of like, okay, here's how we're going to tackle it and figure out the best model of care. Let's look at other countries. Let's look at other places, the way in which they do healthcare. And let's, let's pick all the best things and put it together and like fix it. That's what I would do is like getting the people together to talk about it and actually create this change. Mm -hmm. It might cost a lot of money, but you know what I mean? Like somehow figure it out in that way. And not to say that we won't have like some missteps or some like learnings along the way, but I really do think we need to lean into this and change something. We can't keep just saying, well, we're going to fix it. We're going to, you know, fix it over time and it perpetuates, right? We've seen that doesn't work. So I would like to get brilliant minds of clinical nurses, former nurse leaders together. Well, I guess I should say other disciplines. It's not just nursing thing, right? But get people together and they really um, talk about it. But I, I think nurses will lead the way. I do feel very strongly in that, that we have a big, powerful voice to bring to it because we are those clinicians at the bedside 24 seven. So 
I would like to think we can develop something that actually can be meaningful change for our for our workforce as well as for the health and care of of our country. It's generic, Yay, but, but I'm not going to say no. exactly the steps, but it's generic, but that's what I would like to do. I don't think that's generic at all. I mean, that's literally my whole wanting to start this podcast. I agree with you completely. I do think, um, I love your idea. I don't think it's generic at all. I think there's some, some of it's red tape and some of it's mm-hmm. bureaucracy. And, you know, I, I think it's going to take the conversations to come out of our silos, right? Yeah. And we'll have to be willing to talk about them together. Too, I think it comes down to trust and mm-hmm. listening to each other, right? We can talk to each other all day, but if we're not listening to each other, we won't get anywhere. And mm-hmm. so I, I, mean, I, I think kind of think that's fundamentally, like a lot of things when we think about communication and healthcare or we have st- our struggles, it's like we're not listening mm-hmm. to each other. And how do we get to a place of, of, of trust, of respect, of listening? And that's the way we're going to create and innovate is, is if we can do that together. It's pretty basic. It sounds pretty basic. I know it's difficult. It can be difficult, but I, I truly think those are ways in which we can actually affect, affect and, and motivate change for the future. Oh, so good. So good. Well, I'm excited just to like be on the sidelines and eat my popcorn and watch all the amazing things that you're doing and going to do, Claire. And I'm so grateful oh, for this, this time you. Um, and you coming on the podcast. Yeah. And I'm, we need to go uh, stand up paddleboarding soon. Yes, took me last absolutely. Week. We need to do that again. Talk about joy. <laughs> Talk about joy on the water. Maybe we can do a, a water podcast. It might be dangerous, but maybe we could figure out a way to, to do it on the lake. That would be amazing. I would be in a very different mindset. So I like that idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would be fun. Well, it's, yeah, it's been so great talking with you, Adrian. You too, Claire. And have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode and my conversation with Claire. I hope you were as inspired as I was to continue to find and build community in the work that we do and, you know, just some of those other really important things that Claire talked about in terms of reflecting on the joy and reflecting on who we want to show up as and really being in community together because as we all know, this this is not easy, but we can do just about anything together. So I was so inspired by Claire and I hope you were too. I would love to hear any feedback that you have about this week or any of the episodes that I've done. And if you want to come on the podcast, I would love to have a conversation with you. Please reach out at amcdougal84 on Instagram or at gettheconversationstarted at gmail.com. And thank you so much for your support of this podcast. And as always, I appreciate you.